they give you a promise of we can get you a video in under a week and it's only $59 per video. So it makes it very easy, very approachable, and they're just targeting e-commerce businesses. So if someone's trying to launch a business tomorrow, this is something you could literally stand up and they've done it very well. I'm Jim Huffman, and this is If I Was Starting Today, a collection of conversations about half-baked startup ideas, growth tactics, and stories from founders, including my own journey as a business owner. All of the content is centered around one question. What would you do if you were starting today? All right, today uh, on the podcast, I'm having my partner, Jonathan, our CEO of Growth at Come On, and we want to talk about some businesses that really caught our attention. So we're fortunate that we, we work with an, at an agency where we get to see a lot of cool, interesting brands and startups pop up. And so we're always keeping an eye out for ones that get our attention. So hopefully this can be helpful for anyone that's trying to get ideas on something that they want to start, industries they want to go after. Because when we see these ideas, they're inspiring for us and kind of trigger a light bulb of different things we'd want to be into. So we're just going to go through these ideas and kind of talk about what we like and don't like about them. So Jonathan, are, are you game for this? Absolutely. Let's get started. We'll see how this goes. Hopefully this isn't a complete flop, but I, I like the idea. Okay. So the first one that I have, this is Lena, it's an online healthcare company. And here's what's really interesting. They allow you to get psychiatric help online and get prescriptions. And so first, I, I had to kind of dumb it down for myself. It's like getting psychiatric help versus getting you know, a psychologist. What does that even mean? And my understanding was with psychiatric help, they can actually write prescriptions. And I didn't even know what a pain point this was. But there's actually a decrease in psychiatrists that are out there. The wait time to meet with somebody in person has gone up significantly, and it's just exhausting. And that even in big, densely populated urban areas, if you're out in the suburbs or in the country, it's almost non-existent. And so they've created essentially the D2C version of this that allows you to go online, basically schedule a Zoom call, and get your prescription online. So I like this for a few reasons. One, anytime you're attacking healthcare, which is just such a pain, people are going to like that because when you create a a startup that is an aspirin, not a vitamin, solves a problem, isn't a nice to have. That's a great avenue to go down. The second, and this is something, Jonathan, that you and I see is whenever you can create a personalized onboarding experience, the conversion rate goes up that much more because it's customized for you. And then also think of the business model. Is it a repeat purchase product or is it something that is a one-time purchase, right? Are we selling diamond rings or are we selling diapers? And whenever you're getting into prescriptions, obviously, it's repeat purchases. So that means your lifetime value is going to be very significant. And the other big thing is the overall trend of mental health is going up quite significantly. There's more and more awareness around it. So they're kind of riding that wave. So for me, when I see brands like this that are checking all these boxes, I am watching them. It's like, I want to invest in them. But any thoughts on this one that you like? This is a very interesting company. I've actually been studying some of the software tools, especially that popped up during this whole COVID era, like Jane app, for example. It's very, I would say, in a similar space here where they actually create the tools for these offices to service their clients in a very remote way. So you don't even need to have office visits and things like that. But this is definitely an interesting space. One thing that, that's been very fascinating to me is how the health space, which you'd consider massive, has been niched down and like mental health has its own company, like metabolic health has its own company, 
prenatal care has its own company. And like there are a bunch of these startups that are coming out of nowhere and trying to own a specific niche, a specific specialty. And this is definitely one of them that we should keep an eye on for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting to see how it goes. And in building on that, I have the second one. So this is Picnic. It's personalized allergy relief. So it's kind of that same vein. We're going in healthcare. It's a personalized product, but instead of going after mental health, it's going after people with allergies. And again, that high repeat purchase, so you have a nice you know, lifetime value. The thing that they're doing really well is twofold. They are activating you with a quiz, which we've seen work extremely well. It's kind of easy to hate on quizzes. You're thinking BuzzFeed, which I've hated on them. But when we test them in practice, wow, they can work extremely well when done right. And the thing that they're also doing well is because this is kind of a commodity product, you're not winning because you're creating some new drug. You're winning because of the experience. They also need to win because of the brand. And they hired the branding agency Red Antler to build this out. So Red Antler, they're based out of Brooklyn. They have a really, really impressive resume of doing branding for Allbirds and Casper. So Picnic knows what they need to be strong at, and they've definitely invested in that. So I'm interested to see the traction they get over the next few years. One thing I would definitely add on Picnic is just imagine if you're the type of person who has allergies. And like when you go to your doctors, they they just don't give you the level of attention because it's not treated that seriously. When you land on a site like Picnic that's built for people like you and is essentially an allergist that you can consult with and get essentially cures for, for some of your problems, if not like treatments, if not cures, that's definitely appealing. So I can imagine the raving fans and users that a company like this might have because it's simply not being serviced by anyone else. So companies like this will definitely have a lot of traction, will keep their customers for a very long time. And those fans will be their marketers, essentially the people, the raving fans who will get even more clients for them. So that's, that's inspiring to watch. That's a good call out. Sometimes if you can go after an industry category that's not very sexy or exciting or doesn't have a high NPS, you can be the brand that emerges to make it either cool or make it worth sharing, right? Because you could be at a barbecue, someone has the sniffles and you're like, oh, let me tell you about Picnic is actually like the, the coolest company in and around helping allergies, which isn't the most exciting thing to talk about. That's a good call out. All right, let's go to the next one. So we'll go away from like the direct consumer model. Let's go to kind of, we'll call it a tech enabled business. This is Main Street. And so it's really interesting. They are technology that gets you grants for your startup. So they've raised an insane amount of money. They've raised 62 million bucks, but their value prop on the website says it all. It's like, we can get you over $50,000 back from IRS in 20 minutes. And what's amazing about their value prop is you don't have to pay anything for them to go to the IRS, help get you that grant. They just take a cut of the money that they get you. So it's basically found money, which is an amazing value prop. The other thing that I like, they're taking a really painful process of having to go through an application system that the government made, fill out all these forms, cross your fingers, hopefully it gets processed, and then getting that money back. That's something that if you're a founder, yes, you'd love to get 50K extra in grants, but you've got so many other fires burning that you got you have to focus on. So that for me is really nice. And then the other thing is our social proof on the website's insane. They've already found 80 million bucks for a thousand startups. So for me, I look at this and I'm like, this is such a no-brainer, amazing idea. Like what are other ideas that could come from it? The only one that comes to mind that I don't think anybody could pull off is if you could do this for DMVs. It's like we'll update your license or something, you know, just pay us a fee. I mean that'd be impossible to pull off. 
that's hanging over my head is someone that has an expired license and it's time to upgrade it. But what are your thoughts on Main Street? You know, the one thing that really stood out to me with Main Street was their business model. So these guys don't charge you anything unless they find those the money for you. And obviously they take a cut, I think 20% off that. What's even more interesting than that is what are these guys going to do with the data? They're connecting to payrolls of all these companies. They will have Google level data on payrolls of all these companies because it's it's an unbelievable value prop, no brainer. You connect with them, you don't pay anything and you only the company will not only find your money, but take a cut from there. So they're going to have a ton of data on a lot of companies. And I would, I'm just looking at this from a VC's perspective. What would be most valuable and appealing about a company like this is not so much their current business model, where they're servicing these small companies and taking a cut of the money they recover, but what they could potentially do with that data. The company, like they could potentially build with all that data. Like no other company, I'd imagine, servicing these kinds of customers has that. So that level of business model engineering is unbelievable to me. Just fascinating. I haven't seen anything like that recently. Yeah, I mean, that access to the financials that they're going to get, they can become like the CB insights to anonymize the data and really put some intelligence out there. That, that's a good call out. Dang, I wish I would have thought of that one. I want to give two more. That So those last three, those were cool, but those, have, those companies have, are raising a lot of money. So if you're just someone that's trying to do something on the side, what are some other ideas? So this next one, I don't know who all is going to find this interesting, but for our business, we really like it. It's called Billow, and they help you make videos for ads, social ads. And what they're doing is they're not trying to do all different types of videos. They do one type of video, which is UGC, which is user-generated content, where they connect you with micro-influencers, normal people, to essentially do unboxings and reviews that you can then use for ads. And we've spent quite a bit of money on ads, and we know that these this video format works extremely well. And so the other thing that they've done is, in addition to making you those videos, they give you a promise of we can get you a video in under a week, and it's only $59 per video. So it makes it very easy, very approachable, and they're just targeting e-commerce businesses. So if someone's trying to launch a business tomorrow, this is something you could literally stand up, and they've done it very well. And I'm interested to see how they're able to scale the traction that they get and I still have some questions on, you know, how long will this video format work? There's a lot of ways they could kind of pivot, but I think it's a pretty smart value prop and it's a good business. You could stand up quickly. What I find fascinating about this company, it kind of reminds me of Canva. If you remember Canva, when social media was, where social media marketing was suddenly becoming a very like important thing, not only like personally, but also as, as a business function, uh, they built this tool to help people build creatives very easily. And this feels like it's in that same space. There's obviously a very pressing need for it. If you were that user of a tool like this, you'll land on this website and immediately feel like this was built for you. So this is a very powerful tool, and I imagine it's only going to scale rapidly from here. Yeah, we need to test it out to see if the, the videos are any good, but, but who knows. Okay, so building on that one, this will be my favorite when it comes to the name because I'm obsessed with names that say what it is. And it is one week website, which obviously you get a website in one week. I would say this is the equivalent of eight minute abs, but for websites, I think it's a genius name. And what they do is they promise that they'll get you a website in one week, but it's for a specific persona. It's people that have read the book Story Brand and want to make a website that aligns with how you would position it that way. 
And they essentially have templates that they do, but that's fine. You kind of pick it out. But what they've done really well is, because the idea of standing up a website, if you're not technical, is really intimidating and daunting. They basically say, if you can fill out this form, you can have a website. And they make it so simple that your onboarding is you're one step away from having a website. And so they do that really well. And I was looking at pricing, thinking this would be a one-time fee, but obviously they're smart. They're doing a monthly fee. It's literally only 200 bucks, but they want to have you for a long time because they're going to manage your hosting and, and all of that good stuff. So I got to think if you're serious and you're committed to this, you're going to be using them for a long time. But it basically makes me want to just stand up companies that have a time-bound commitment or promise in the title. I think that's why I like this one so much. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And this is definitely one of the best examples I've seen a service, which is building a website converted into a product and a product that they get recurring revenue from, as you said. And like I've seen many, I've been studying the space of productized services for such a long time. Uh, many companies that have blown up Design Pickle, Logo Joy, what is the other one? WP Engine. So like there's definitely a need for these kinds of services. And the way they've packaged it in a non-intimidating product is very powerful. Like if you were a, like think of the person who'd land on something like this, that same person would probably go to Square or Wix and they would have to deal with the setup. And here a company is offering them a proper value proposition, like fill out this form and we'll, and you will get a, a website set up for you almost magically within a week. So that's like, that's a killer value prop. And I would be surprised if this company doesn't blow up and get sold to like some larger company. This is amazing. That's a good call out too, is you're standing something like this, I'm knowing that the competitors are Wix, Square, where the, while those are nice, easy website builders, you still have a lot of work you have to do. So they're making that their advantage where it's like, hey, we have it covered for you. Uh, that's a great call out. Okay. I know you have some ideas listed here. I'd love to hear what you have. Yeah. So the first company I wanted to start with is Brex. And I've been following Brex for quite a while. This goes back to the, to the earlier conversation we were having with Main Street, where Financial services, it's a massive space. There are these new companies that are coming up and trying to dominate these niches, servicing a specific target market. Brex started off targeting startups. It's a startup targeting startups. They speak the same language, so there's definitely appeal there. And they allow startups to create business accounts and easily like set up their, their whole financial platform so that they can you know, be a legitimate company. And startups before Brex were dealing with banks and there's all like a lot of back and forth where the bank doesn't even recognize that startup as a legitimate company. So Brex used that opening to establish itself as a financial services company. And now it's expanding after multiple rounds of fundraising into servicing all businesses. So now they're like a financial, like they're an all-in-one finance for every business, I think is what they call themselves on their website. You get like business accounts, credit cards, and a few other services as well. So like this is a very interesting angle of servicing businesses and they're worth over $4 billion, if I'm not mistaken, according to their latest fundraising. And they have like, this has been a rocket ship. So it's been very fascinating to watch. If I'm Chase, if I'm Wells Fargo, if I'm Bank of America, I am kicking myself because this is so painfully obvious and it just shows how disconnected they are from the persona. Because Brex knows the venture-backed business model, knowing that, no, you're not going to have revenue and profit, but you're going to have a huge amount of funding. Whereas the banks don't see you as a real business, but Brex is like, oh, no, this is very much a real business. And so they speak to that persona really well. I've also been impressed with their acquisition strategy because we 
pre-COVID, we were working at a space that had a lot of startups and Brex was everywhere. And that, that's just a power of when you know your persona, it allows you to do marketing and targeting and the language you speak so much better. But yeah, they're, they are a behemoth. The second one I had was BitCloud. BitCloud or BitCloud, I should say, not cloud, BitCloud, which is a very interesting company. I think this, this, this one is definitely the most, how should I say, is the most imaginative slash revolutionary idea on our list that we'll probably discuss today. This is a, an idea or a company that started relatively recently. And it takes this whole idea of, you know, how like athletes are traded, like highly valuable items and possessions are traded as they appreciate in value as well. And why not do that for the general population? So they've created this cryptocurrency and you can have your own cryptocurrency. Like you, Jim Huffman, will have a cryptocurrency. And the way this works is I can buy the Jim coin knowing if I know that you're going to be an appreciating asset. I want to invest in you, quite literally invest in you, knowing that you're going to appreciate. And I can buy your coin today. And in a year when you blow up, when this rock band or whatever band that I'm following blows up, that coin is worth a lot more. So this is a very interesting niche, a very interesting product that they've built. I don't know where this will go, but the idea itself is, is unbelievably fascinating. And they've just taken something that used to apply to like celebrity level, like highly paid athletes and other like highly valuable possessions. Like think of uh, art and uh, like, I don't know, anything else and now applying it to the general population. So this is, this is fascinating. I can't wait to see where it goes. Yeah, I think it's worth calling out. They've done some things well where they're, they're doing it on the back of crypto. So it, it in itself self-selects into a specific persona. And then the second thing is they don't allow you to pull the money out for a certain period of time because my a friend of mine who launched something kind of similar, but in the sports world called One Season, he got some insane traction. But once people saw they could liquidate and pull money out, the, the market essentially collapsed because there was no intrinsic value. So I think they've set this up in a smart way. And I'm, I'm very interested to see where it goes as well. Um, the next one I had is Privacy. Privacy is a company that I've also been following for quite a while. This is, again, another company in the financial services space. And they've like created quite a novel product. I don't think there is anything like this. They allow you to create single use and, and even if you want multiple use credit cards, obviously linked to your main card. There are many reasons and applications for this. I think one of their first use cases was actually guys buying things that they didn't want to show their wives uh, on their credit card statements. So imagine like even porn sites. For that <laughs> so on your, it's amazing. Uh, yeah. So on your, um, like on the bank statement, it would show as privacy. Literally, that's the name of the transaction. So the person doesn't know what was happening there. Oh my God, is that, is that true? Because our use case is completely different, obviously, than that. But wow, that's an amazing early adopter. Yeah, yeah. And another interesting use that I use it for is obviously like managing multiple subscriptions. And when I want to end a subscription, you can actually kill a card. And when, like when the experience of ending a subscription with that company is painful, you just kill the card. And that is also, I think, one of their main use cases. And a few others, like if you want to send someone money, you just send them a card, they can use it that way. And you don't have to worry about the card being lost and things like that. So this is another fascinating product. It's worth like our use cases, we use it at Growth Hit to where I can just give you a card for specific things. I did not know about these other use cases. That's impressive. And that hack on using it for subscriptions is everything because canceling like the Wall Street Journal, it took me like six months. And then the next one I had is Telegram. 
Telegram is actually a messaging tool that's been around for quite a while. It is a unicorn already. So this is, I would say, the second or third unicorn we have on our list. And it's, it is a massive, massive messaging tool. For some reason, it just didn't get the level of traction of a WhatsApp in the U.S., but everywhere else in the world, uh, Telegram is not only a messaging app, but it's a document sharing app. It is a image sharing app. It is, has very fast upload and download speeds and a few other additional features, abilities to create channels, abilities to jump into groups where this is one thing, one feature that WhatsApp is completely underdeveloped, where they've like focused on person-to-person communication and failed to realize that there are larger groups and communities that you can build on your platform. And Telegram has completely taken advantage of that. And especially very popular in countries where the government is known for like blocking access to messaging tools. Like think China and other countries where those restrictions exist. Telegram is definitely built specifically. It comes from Russia, so it makes sense specifically to kind of get around <laughs> restrictions. Unbelievable tool. And I think once you get used to it, uh, once you understand how to use it, all other messaging tools look like ancient things that haven't been updated in ages, but it's a fascinating company and one that will surely grow. I wonder why it hasn't gotten traction in the US or if it's just yet to come. That's, I don't know enough about it. Yeah, that's, that's fascinating. I still don't know the, the actual reason for that, but it's a matter of time. Like Signal has really, like because of WhatsApp's privacy issues and challenges, Signal, which is a recently developed tool, has also started to like attack that market. But I think Telegram is going to be the eventual successor there if, uh, if there's space in the US market. All right, Yathan, give me one more uh, startup that you're keeping an eye on. So the other one actually is not a startup. So this is one is the recent launch of the Ford 150 Lightning truck. What's been absolutely fascinating about this is just seeing the way people order cars nowadays. They have a $100 uh, car reservation uh, platform where someone who's interested can show their interest by putting down $100. So they're not just clicking the button. There's actually a financial commitment, but it's a very small financial commitment. Tesla obviously engineered the initial company to start using this kind of system, but it's, it's fascinating how buying cars is slowly becoming another transaction, like any other transaction online. But this is an interesting development, and I'm sure many other companies will begin using it as well, especially for like the, the main flagship releases and things like that. That is interesting. It's almost like a D2C brand and how they do a pre-order if you're doing like Kickstarter and you're selling the gravity blanket, except it's for the new electric F-150 that's, I don't even know the price point for that thing, but I'm sure it's more than the gravity blanket. Yeah, for sure. It starts at 40K and goes up to like 90K. So it's definitely an expensive item. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see the traction that one gets. Well, cool. Well, Jonathan, this was awesome. And I think we got some good ideas here. Hopefully it's helpful, but we'll, we'll have to do this again. It'll be fun to compare notes on which ones have really gained traction and which ones have flamed out. No, man, this was fun. Absolutely. Thank you, Jim. I enjoyed it. Today's episode is brought to you by no one. Yep, we have zero sponsors. I haven't reached out to any companies, nor would I expect a reputable brand to give me money. But I'll give a few plugs. First, I send a weekly newsletter each Thursday featuring five articles or tools that have helped me. You can sign up for these weekly updates at jimwhuffman.com. Second, for anyone running a startup, if you need help growing your business, check out Growth Hit. Growth Hit serves as your external growth team. After working with over 100 startups and generating a quarter billion in sales for clients, Growth It has perfected 
expected, a growth process that's hell-bent on driving ROI through rapid experiments. Plus, you'll get to work with yours truly. So if you want to work with a team that's worked with startups have been funded by Andreessen Horowitz or featured on Shark Tank, then check out growthhit.com. And finally, I wrote a book called The Growth Marketer's Playbook that takes everything I've learned as a growth mentor for venture-backed startups, and I've distilled it down to 140 pages. So instead of a hiring a growth team, save yourself some money, get the book, and you can just do it yourself. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I'd love to hear feedback. I'm on Twitter at Jim W. Huffman. Huffman.